Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Refresh the summer vibes with Tic Tac, and you could win a Lollapalooza VIP experience in Chicago. Visit TicTacSummer.com for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of 50 U.S. states and D.C. 18 plus. Ends June 30th, 2024. Void in PR and where prohibited. See TicTacSummer.com for rules and free entry without UPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. Brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK and BikeRadar.com. Hello, welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. Uh, this is one of our Friday news reviews where we're going to look back over the past week or two's worth of what's been happening in the world of cycling. Um, with me today is Seb Stott. He is uh, at home in the Forest of Dean. How's it going, Seb? Yeah, good. Thanks, Tom. You all right? Very well, thank you. Yeah. And we've both got our computers open with bikeradar.com uh, in front of our screen so that we can read the news. <laughs> um, the past couple of weeks have been very heavy on Tour de France content because uh, obviously the biggest cycling race in the world is happening at the moment. Um, so we're not going to talk about the Tour de France today in this news review. We are going to think a little bit more about the mountain bike side of things. But if you are interested in the Tour and if you haven't caught any of our previous Tour podcast, podcasts, podcasts, um, then why not have a quick look through uh, your podcast provider, have a look. So we've done podcasts on the 2020 Tour Tech, um, we had a discussion as to should all cyclists care about the Tour, um, uh, and also uh, a couple of really interesting interviews. So uh, my colleague Simon had a chat with Diego Costa, so he is the lead mechanic for um, Ineos Grenadiers, um, a really fascinating chat. And actually, about a month or two back now, um, our content director, Rob Spedding, spoke to Ned Bolting uh, for the Tour de France, um, obviously pre-race when we weren't 100% sure whether the race was going to go ahead. But that was a really, really interesting chat. So do search back through the Bike Radar podcast um, to find ones that you may or may not be interested in. Um, but yeah, shall we, um, we'll crack on, sir. Let's talk about mountain bike stuff. Um, where are we going first? Uh, we were going to talk about the Shimano EP8 uh, motor, 
Mm-hmm. So Shimano have a new e-bike motor out because the old one has been around for maybe three years now, four three, years now. It, yeah, had a little it's been update, around a while. didn't it? But yeah, it's been around a while. Yeah, and it was starting to, I think it's fair to say it wasn't as powerful as the new rivals from the likes of Bosch um, and Bros on the specialized bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shimano have sought to address that. Is that right? Yeah, they have addressed it in terms of they've, they've increased the power. Um, so it's been boosted to 85 newton meters of torque, apparently, um, which is still actually a little bit below um, what Bros and Bosch are offering on their latest motors. I've very briefly ridden um, the EP8, uh, and it is, uh, I will do a full review for Bike Rider because it's, um, it's interesting. But anyway, it is um, a little bit more powerful than the previous one in terms of its torque. Um, mm. Another probably the most noticeable thing is that it's actually a hell of a lot quieter than the last one because the last one had that real like whiny like noise um yeah and to be fair most most motors do yeah um, um, but i've recently been riding a little bit on the new bosch motor oh yeah and i think it is a bit noisier than the shimano mm-hmm. i've not ridden the shimano ep8 yet but i've ridden with someone who had one mm-hmm that makes sense and i thought the bosch was a bit noisier yeah but i mean it's not it's not like um it's not like a v8 it's um (laughs) it's still it's still more of a little wine yeah but But it definitely is quieter um the other thing that there's sort of you know there are the claims um a 36 percent decrease in pedaling drag which is going to be noticeable when you're riding the bike um either above the cutout limit you know above 25 kph in the uk or when your battery dies, as they do sometimes, um, and also um, a slightly narrower Q factor, so um, 177 mil instead of whatever it was before. Um, yeah, so that's like pretty normal for a mountain bike. Yeah, like, you, your feet aren't any wider apart than they are on a normal bike. Yeah. Um, so they're saying it's a, it's a whole new motor. So you've got things like magnesium castings, which help bring down the weight. The only thing apparently that remains, oh, they've got a new clutch mechanism um, to sort of help with that drag thing. Um, and also help the weight. It's a smaller body size, I think. Uh, is it 10, 15 percent drop in volume? Um, yeah. uh, and the only thing that remains, apparently, is that crank spindle. Everything else is new. Um, although obviously, okay. I've sort of kind of pointed out if they've got a narrow Q factor, then the spindle itself has to be narrower too, which it is. But it's basically the same spindle. Okay. Everything else is new, as is the mo- uh, the battery, um, which is now. Uh, just let me scroll through bike radar instead of 500 it is what 612 I think um, so you've got what a bit hours? more yeah 612 watt hours um, so yeah there we go um, so other little updates very quickly there's new sort of clicker controller for your handlebar just make it a bit more ergonomic um, and cranks now gun down to 160 mil I think um, and obviously the big thing which obviously bros have done for a long time Bosch has been doing for a little bit of time and now Shimano is that you can attach your eTube mobile phone app to the motor so that you can adjust um, the power settings and how much each of them give um, and like the sort of veracity of the sort of additional power you know when you start pedaling how kicky it is how it tails off so that's a big step for Shimano because they didn't used to do that um oh that's interesting yeah that's something that bros do um at least they have some of those features i'm not sure if they have exactly the same ones mm. but yeah you can you can use an app to tailor the the amount of assistance you get in each of the modes 
yeah, which um, is super fantastic. handy for sort of making the most out of um, out of the way you want to ride it. Um, interestingly, well, not interestingly, because who really cares? Um, <laughs> when we got the the bike and motor before uh, its launch, um, obviously we could play around with the motor, go for rides. It's got two um, preset um, sort of. Uh, profiles for the motor and the power delivery. Um, you can then add a third custom one yourself. Um, but the app wasn't available pre-release, so I've not actually played with it yet. But I will do yeah. going forwards. So yeah, new EPA. So did it feel much different when you rode it? Was it a noticeable difference? Um, I think there's a note. I mean, it's, there's a noticeable in that the torque is improved. Um, it's fairly subtle, but it is kind of there. Um, the noise was the most noticeable thing and you know okay it's only noise but it does have like that psychological impact yeah. I think when you're riding it the thing which actually we did find was that despite the top end of it having more torque actually getting it to deliver its top amount of power and torque was really difficult you can see the little bar on the display it sort of shows you how much power it's giving at a time and Somebody's really struggled to get it to give it absolute full chatter, even in um, its boost mode. Um, that's possibly something that um, can be played with in the app. I don't know. There is a thing where um, the tailing off of power delivery when you get towards the limit um, has been refined to make it a smoother transition into unassisted riding. Um, and I don't know whether that's impacting on making it quite difficult to get the full amount of power. But in like boost mode, when I'm going up somewhat steep and you know putting a lot of effort in, I want the motor to be giving all it's got um so i'm not saying it can't do that i'm just saying at the moment need a bit more yeah. time on it to try and work out how to get the best out of it in, in in terms of that but um yeah certainly you know moving forward i think it's, it's a good thing from shimano the bigger battery is good the smaller packaging is, is is good the quieter noise is good so yeah look out on site though in the coming months um, and we'll do a full sort of review of, of the new epa um, and yeah. the um big shout out to marida who supplied um their 2021 uh, e160 enduro bike with the new motor in advance of its launch uh, with the new motor so yeah big shout out to marida um kind of cool little bike right yeah i think we'll we'll both be riding that motor a little bit over the next couple of months so yeah, yeah we'll you're, you're doing e-bike to... tests at the moment, aren't you, for MBUK? Yeah, so hopefully I'll have some of the Bosch ones and some of the Shimano ones, so we'll be able to do a little bit of a comparison there. Wicked, wicked, yeah. Look out on site. Um, also on site, then, is um, you've got a Privateer 161 uh, long-term bike, but am I right in thinking there is a new trail bike version of uh, the Privateer? Is it 141, is that right? Yeah, so the 161 is a 161 millimeter travel enduro bike. It's uh, it's a pretty big bike. Obviously, it's designed for basically enduro racing or bike park riding. It's um, yeah, it's a lot of bike, and some people obviously that, that that's not what they want. So Privateer have come up with the 141. Um, oh, by the way, um, my review of that bike is on site now. So um, of the 161, you of the 161. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I've been riding that for four months now. So it's my hmm. uh, long-term review. So have a look at that if you are interested. Um, but the 141 obviously is designed for kind of trail riding, but kind of trail slash enduro riding. It's still a pretty aggressive bike, mm -hmm. I'd say. It's a 141 mil rear travel. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got a 64 and a half degree head angle. So it's like, uh, 
getting on for half a degree steeper than the 161. Um, it's still got um, a pretty long wheelbase, but it's got a, a slightly slacker seat angle, okay. uh, interestingly. So the 161 has an 80 degree effective seat angle, which mm. is uh, the steepest I've seen. Certainly I've not seen steeper. Yeah, I can't um, think of anything steep. The Royal Madonna was like, that was mad, 78, 79-ish. Um, it was the steepest it was the steepest one when it came out but I think it's not the steepest anymore it's yeah. like 79 or something um, yeah Paul Machine Geometron they're like 78 79 something like that so anyway it, it's very steep which is I, I think that's brilliant for mm. steep climbing you, you don't have to hunt yourself forward you just sit on the comfortable part of the saddle in a comfortable comfortable position even when you're winching up like a really steep incline um so the one for one they've relaxed that to 78 saying you know it's it's more um they've struck a compromise that is more suited to flatter trails and more sort of traverses um i think you can traverse quite all right on the 161 but Mm. obviously it's not the ideal position for riding on flat terrain. So, um, yeah, they've, they've compromised a little bit there, but it's still very steep. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's um, it's sort of designed to be a kind of UK trail bike. So still very aggressive for a trail bike. Um, we don't know exactly how much it weighs, but it's probably not going to be very light. Um, still pretty slack. Um, so it's kind of... Um, fitting that niche for people who don't want a full-on long-travel enduro bike. bike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wicked. And the 161, I think, pedals very well. But, you know, if you're kind of pumping through the terrain, uh, more kind of mellower tracks, then, yeah, you, you definitely don't need all that travel. Mm. Uh, so that's who it's designed for. Okay. And speaking of steep seat angles, I just um, have been riding new Marin Elroy. Uh, oh, yeah. which is their latest hardtail um, and it's yeah. actually really cool it's um, so it's the geometry is pretty much as radical as I've seen a hardtail geometry pretty much um, it's yeah, steel 140mm fork at the front it's named after a burrito restaurant in uh, in California which you know brilliant why the hell not I think even on the back of the Seat tube is the um, like the longitude and latitude, uh, whatever that's called, uh, of, of the restaurant of El Roy's Burrito Restaurant. Um, so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, so you sort of mentioned there that the one sixty one's got a, an eighty degree um, seat angle. So this is a hardtail with a seventy eight degree seat angle. Um, oh wow! So obviously, full suspension bikes when they sag that effectively slackens the seat angle, which is why, yeah. generally speaking, you'll get a slightly steeper seat angle on a, on a full sus. Um, on a hardtail, when you know the fork compresses through your weight, actually things steepen. So sagged, it'll be a touch steeper than 78. Um, it comes with a 63 degree head angle, which is, I mean, that's basically a downhill bike head angle. Um, yeah. And then the regular, but of course. But on a hardtail, of course, when you when you're sat into the travel, it gets steeper. Steepens a bit, yeah. Uh, whereas when you're sat into the travel on a full suspension bike, it will stay roughly the same. So, um, it, it kind of makes sense to have a hardtail that's slacker than a full suspension bike, even yeah. though usually we see the opposite. Yeah. So they've gone fully down the you know super sort of 
fairly rad geometry. The, the the regular that I've been riding at six foot has a 480 reach, um, and then they do a grande. I'm assuming that um, if you go to Elroy's Burrito restaurant, you can get a regular or a grande. I guess that's where they got the naming from. Um, that gets a 510 mil um, reach. What I quite like about the sizing on that, though, is that the seat tubes are ridiculously short. Um, mm. So your seat tube on the regular is 420 mil, um, and it's only 430 mil on the Grande. So a 430 mil reach with a uh, seat tube with a 510 mil reach basically means you could probably run like a, a, a 300 mil dropper if you were <laughs> so inclined. <laughs> you, you couldn't because they yeah. don't exist. But you know what I mean? You can run like a super long dropper on those bikes. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because, of course, hardtails, you kind of need to use your legs as the suspension a bit mm. more. So having a long travel drop first makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's it, it's absolutely wicked that bike. I've ridden it quite a bit. It feels, you know, we sort of saying about um, the steep seat angle working quite well for you. Like I've, I found that on like flat, if I'm doing like a road transfer somewhere or just riding along like a flat bit fire road, that steep seat angle does feel a bit weird. Um, yeah. So your hips are so far over the cranks, but as soon as any any sort of climb, again, it just feels feels brilliant. Um, and that bike itself is, I, I, I've got an inkling that Marin wants it back. Um, I haven't had official word yet though, so it's not going back yet. And like, I've really really enjoyed riding it, even on days when you're riding with people on you know enduro bikes or you know big full sus bikes. Um, I've been out riding the the, the Elroy and just having an absolute whale of a time. It's been brilliant. So there is a review on uh, on Bike Radar of that um, at the moment. There's also a video on our YouTube channel. So if you uh, if you listen to the pod but you haven't seen our YouTube channel, get onto YouTube, search for Bike Radar. You'll find it in there. Um, mm. That bike do... though, it oh, does yeah? have the slowest tires in the world. Oh my days! It's so does, it's got it? it's got the uh, double down. Max's Aster guys in the super soft compound. So Max grip. Very sticky. But we did, we were just ro- rolling down the road once. And every time, like I've got e bike, I've got Schwalbe Eddy current e bike tires on my bike. They're very aggressive tires. And then we were, every time we were rolling down the road, I was like, I was just leaving you behind. And like, mm. where's Tom gone? So, so we stopped to the start of this hill and just let off our brakes at the same time, the same place. And honestly, it was like, two, three minutes down the road, and I was waiting for like 30 seconds of the yeah. moment. Night and day. Even and I, the, I was not on cross-country tyres by no. any stretch of the imagination. I was in um, full-on tuck, you know, like hands by the stem, knees touching the top tube, yeah. head like chin bouncing off the top of the stem, <laughs> and absolutely could not keep up with anyone down there. It was it mad. Those tyres are so slow. It really goes to show you how much difference the compound makes. Mm. Um and it, yeah, it's a huge difference, isn't it? Sticky, yeah. very sticky, but very grippy. So swings and roundabouts, yeah. not good for going up a hill. I mean, it's not a cross-country hard time. <laughs> it's, it? it's really, I, I think really we can, not. We can agree on that <laughs> no, without giving too much of the review away. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spoiler alert. Hashtag spoilers. Gonna, you're not going to get a KOM or a QOM going up a hill on the Elroy. <laughs> Um, speaking of going up hills very fast, we'll, we'll do our last little thing. You have got um, quite possibly the most bonkers bottle of chain loop I've ever heard of um, in your possession at the moment. So, what is yeah. it? <clears throat> so, this is the absolute black graphene loop. It costs okay. £115 pounds what? for a bottle. £115? Yeah. 
Yeah, so you get 140 mil for 115 pounds. So it's almost a pound a mil. Um, you could buy a pair of tyres for that. Yeah, just about, yeah. Just about. That's um, mad. Yes, it is a lot of money. However, uh, so, so they're making some pretty bold claims about it. So, so one, of the, one of the tests that they did in-house, and you've got to always take these claims with a massive pinch of salt because, mm. I mean, you know, they're conducting their own test. But, but the, the test was they had the Makov hydrodynamic loop. Which itself has got some pretty bold claims made about it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, oh, oh no, is that? Sorry, no. Maybe I'm slurring because they, they have the, the ceramicy one for the Pro Tour, don't they? Yeah, they do the Makov Nano. That's it. Sorry. Um, something or other. That's the one with the big claims. Yes. Anyway, it's not like a budget chain loop. Mm. Uh, I yeah. Um, and they reckon it was saving something like two point three watts at two hundred and fifty watts. Okay. Uh, no, sorry. They, no. Like seven point three watts. Oh right, okay. two hundred fifty watts, which is about two point percent. Two point three percent or something. Mm. Uh, that may not sound a huge amount, but that's you know that's two point three percent more power going to your rear wheel all the time. Mm. Um, so if you think about that in terms of power to weight ratio, like we were saying earlier, um, to get the same improvement to your power to weight ratio, sorry, it was two point nine percent. Uh, 7.3 watts at 250 watts. That's 2.9%. Um, so if you if you if a bike and rider weighs getting on for 100 kilos, you'd have to save 2.9 kilos to get the same benefit to your power to weight ratio. Mm -hmm. So if you put it like that, you know it sounds like a big deal, but of course, once again, that's their own test, mm. um, and you, you know there are so many variables in this. You know mm. gear choice and you know, how many kilometers you've done on the drivetrain before you do the test and um, which chain leaves you compare it to and, and contamination and all sorts. Um, I have been doing some testing with it. Um, so I've got some Makov C3 wet lube, which is just the lube that I tend to use. Mm -hmm. So I, I treated one chain with that mm -hmm. and then one chain with the graphene lube, um, absolutely following the instructions, but doing the same procedure for both, both lubes. Uh, swapping the chains over and doing the same climb with some power pedals mm -hmm. and kind of doing the same average power. And the results from that were pretty inconclusive. I, I, I think um, I think the problem was that the, the power pedals were brand new and I wonder if they were like bedding in or something mm. because every run I was getting slightly faster and I'm not really sure why. Maybe the conditions were changing. I, I picked a very wind, uh, a day with no wind, mm -hmm. but maybe temperature was changing or something. But for whatever reason, I couldn't tell. But I will go back and have another go. Um, I've got some Shimano. I've got a Shimano drivetrain with two Shimano chains, so I might try it with a different brand of, of mm -hmm. drivetrain and and go back with the power meet uh, power pedals after they've got a bit more time on them. Mm -hmm. See how it goes. See see how it goes. But it's um, it, it's, it's a really tricky, complicated thing to try yeah. and um, to try and test this in the real world. Um, but I'll have another go. See mm. how we get on. Wicked. Well, 115 quid for a bottle of lube in my eyes is uh, not sure it's ever going to be worth the money. But um, maybe if you're a pro, maybe well, if you want I, to go 2.3% faster. I, I think if their claims can be taken seriously, then it's totally worth it. Because, like, you for, can't. Not for the average person. Well, not for. Not if you're cycling to the shops. But if you're, if you're concerned about performance, then 
like I, I can't see any other way of of getting two point nine percent more power uh, for one hundred and fifteen quid. No, like you're not going to save two point nine kilos or two point nine percent of your weight for one hundred fifteen quid, or mm. you're not going to make that kind of saving on the aerodynamics for one hundred fifteen quid either. Like, you know, these are. It, if you can take those claims seriously, which is a huge caveat, mm. then yeah, it, it's it's a it's it could be quite a big performance gain for if if that's what you're interested in. Sure. Okay. So so that's why I'm that's why I'm testing it and taking it seriously because you know if their claims are 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 valid, then you know it's a relatively big performance gain actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Happy days. All right, well, um, I'm sure you'll put your findings on radar at some point down the line when full and proper testing has, has been completed. Yeah, definitely needs more needs more data. Needs more data. Love a bit of data, Seb. Yeah. We'll get those p-values down. <laughs> That's it. Well, I think we'll um, we'll wrap up the uh, this little news review. Everything we've talked about is on site. Um, the, the, the lube was in First Look Friday, which went out on the Friday the 11th of September. So you can catch it there. That was a week ago. Um, don't forget, obviously, the rest of the Tour de France podcasts that have been going out over the past few weeks. Um, they've been, yeah, generally really, really interesting. Um, and the rest of the news is on site now. So, yeah, thanks for subscribing. Um, if you haven't subscribed, do subscribe. If you haven't shared it with your mates, do share it with your mates. Um, and we'll be back on Monday, I think, is our next one. So, yeah, we'll catch you then. Thank you very much, Seb. Thanks, Tom. And uh, catch you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling, check out bikeradar.com. Bye.